Hello and welcome to Only in Illinois, your weekly recap from Reboot Illinois. I'm Madeline Dubeck here with Matt Dietrich. And this week, Matt spent some time dissecting a court decision which you think provides an opening to end the budget impasse. Right, and this is a, uh, an Illinois Supreme Court decision from March 24th, and it was in a case in which uh, the state's largest state employee union, AFSCME Council 31, right. was suing to force the state to uh, pay back some back pay. And this goes back several years to uh, the contract administration. That, that was negotiated during the Quinn administration. And um, the, the union lost in that case, but really the important thing in it was that the court in its decision said basically that no, uh, no salaries, no back pay can be paid uh, until the General Assembly and the budget, the General Assembly and the governor sign a budget or create an appropriation approving that spending. Now, this is significant because last July, a judge in St. Clair County ruled that Illinois state employees had to be paid whether or not there is a state budget approving them being paid because the judge said that by not paying them, the state would be violating their contract mm -hmm. and that that superseded all else. Now, the St. Clair County judge said that. Right. Now the Supreme Court is saying, no, that's not true. The General Assembly and the governor must act together. Right. Now, it's significant because this would appear to give Attorney General Lisa Madigan the case that she needs to go back to court like she originally tried to do uh -huh. and argue that state employees should not be paid until there is a budget approving them being paid. The reason this is significant is because one of the reasons the Illinois budget impasse that we have right now has gone on for, we're into the 10th month of it now, the reason it's been able to go on largely is because state employees have all been paid throughout it, so mostly the mainstream aspects of state government are functioning just fine. It's starting to fray at the edges because now uh, public colleges and right. universities are starting to run out of money and have big problems. And also, people who rely on human services, uh, substance abuse treatment, the elderly, all that kind of stuff has lost right. its funding. That's been a problem throughout, but you know, you look at the main population of Illinois, you can still get your driver's license renewed, right. state offices are still open, Department of Revenue is processing tax claims, all that stuff is still functioning. There's been no real pressure on the governor or the legislative leaders from the public. To get something done. Right. Illinois government has not shut down even though we refer to it as a shutdown. I think that the Supreme Court decision from two weeks ago puts Lisa Madigan into a good position to go back to court and argue that Illinois should be following its own constitution. This is what the constitution says. But the Constitution also says that a contract is a contract and it cannot be changed. Well, it does say that, but the Supreme Court now is saying this that, other... that, yes, if there is a contract and the state has money that it has to be paid, there has to be an appropriation mm -hmm. that the legislature and the governor sign off on to pay and fulfill that contract. <clears throat> so you checked in with the uh, Attorney General's office, right. and she, of course, is the daughter of the House Speaker. 
And the word from the office about her pursuing this right. again it's, was... It's under review. Under review. And let's think about this. Last summer, when the judge in St. Clair County ruled against the Attorney General's office and in favor of the Comptroller's office, mm -hmm. uh, the Comptroller wanted the paychecks to go on because failure to do so would put the state in violation of federal, federal labor law. laws and that would incur some pretty heavy fines. Mm -hmm. So you had the Attorney General on one side and the Comptroller and Governor on the other side. The Comptroller and the Governor were siding with the unions. You're not going to see that with the Governor and the unions on <laughs> one side. You're not going to see that very often. No. Lisa Madigan's argument at the time was this is what the Constitution says. The Constitution is very clear. I think she has a good case to go back now and say but, in court. But will she? Because there are political considerations. Are yeah, not? you're not going to be popular if you're the state official who goes to court and makes paychecks stop for 63,000 state employees and you usher in a real government shutdown that really does cause some problems. What I think is more likely to happen is the threat of this happening. If Madigan were to go to court, it's going to be obvious to anybody who's watching that with this Supreme Court decision now in the books, that this is, what's, this is where it's going to end up. Mm -hmm. And I think that might be motivation to bring the governor and the two Democratic leaders, House Speaker Michael Madigan and Senate President John Cullerton, back to the bargaining table. We've also, uh, just this week, we've seen a little adjustment from right. Governor Rauner. We have an op-ed that was first published in the State Journal Register in Springfield by Governor Rauner. We have it on RebootIllinois.com, in which Rauner says, neither side can solve the budget impasse on its own. Mm -hmm. We need each other. Let's negotiate 24-7. Let's come together. That's a pretty big departure from what he's been saying for the last year. He's been saying, hey, Democrats, if you don't want to pass my reforms, then you go ahead and pass the tax increase to fund, to fund, yeah, to fund the budget that I vetoed that you passed last year. Do it on your own. You've got the supermajorities. Suddenly he's not saying that anymore. And I wonder if is that a sign that maybe he's willing to, you know, let's get going yeah. on this. Well, so he may want Lisa Madigan to pursue this or at least start to pursue it in court because it is starting to sound like he's feeling some of the pressure well, from the public universities and right. the things you mentioned, and, social and, service agencies. And, you know, it's been talked about, too. He's got, there are a lot of Republicans in the House and Senate. Pretty much everybody has a community college in their district. But some of these folks have large universities right. that are the major employer in their district, and they're going to start feeling some pressure from back home. They've got elections coming up in November, and the governor can help fund them in their campaigns. But if there's massive layoffs and discontent happening at the university in the district, that's not going to help them. Yeah. They're going to need more than that. They're going to so, need more than money. Mm -hmm. And so I, I just wonder if maybe the threat of more public pressure from a widespread government shutdown might do something to bring the two bring sides together. together. But think about this. Right now, we are we're under eight weeks from when a budget is due. Budget's due on May 31st. Right. 
the budget for fiscal year 2017 is due. Right. We still don't have a budget for fiscal year 2016. Well, they're just going to forget about that and move on. I, I suppose so, but they've got do to... Do two years at once kind of thing. Well, think about the implications of that. To fund a budget like that, you know, we've, we're already looking, we've got 3.75 income tax rate right now. Uh, you know, going back to 5%, Comptroller Munger has said that's barely going to make a dent. So where are we going to end up? How are they going to do this? Right. Uh, that's an awful lot to get through, even in eight weeks. Mm -hmm. uh, then you're looking at, if you're going to deal with 2016 or with 2017, but you've also got 2016 to deal with. So really a lot ahead of them. But I, I do think that this court decision is a signal that this has got to come to an end. And, you know, it was, I think it would only take a couple of days of driver's license facilities shutting down because people's driver's licenses expire every single day yep. uh, for there to be a huge outcry, uh, and which would motivate both sides, I think. All right. Great so. analysis. Thanks, Matt. Mm -hmm. We'll see you on the next edition of Only in Illinois.